Greetings and welcome back to another episode of The Bit Between. Today we have the one and only Alec.fbx, aka Alec West, aka Lost. Whatever else you want to be. <laughs> Lost, yeah, I like that. Hello, hello, everybody. Hi. For anybody who isn't familiar with you or your work, what you do, should I go ahead and give people a, an introduction? Yeah, um, I think right now I'd be most defined easily as a 3D animator or a 3D artist for that matter. I'd like to consider myself a multimedia artist. I do a lot of uh, painting and illustration and other traditional stuff. But yeah, most recently I've been really in the zone on the 3D animation world. Yeah, I mean, that's how I find your stuff. Yeah, That's how most people find your stuff and that's kind of what your most Instagram has grown into. In fact, I'll let you go ahead. Just like tell, tell people the story from, you know, day one where you're from and kind of how you ended up here. Mm. Um, I mean, art, like, if we just look at it from, like, strictly how I got into art and where that took me, I feel like, like, literally anyone else, I would, like, doodle in class or some shit, and that was, like, the real early days of it, and then it was more, like, as I grew up, different things would influence me, whether it was, like, watching cartoons on, like, Kids 4 TV or whatever the fuck, on, like, Saturday cartoons, um, in school, I'd be, like, on computers looking at, like, Newgrounds.com and, like, all these are like random like flash websites and playing games on there. I was definitely like, especially for my age, I was coming up in the digital age. So I was seeing like a life without the digital world and then coming into it and it becoming like everything. And in high school, I ended up going into like, for one reason or another, I ended up at a trade school where I did graphic design. And then that's where like, I started to learn about like Rhino and like CAD and Blender and like the Adobe suite and I was learning about, like, motion graphics and all of that. And that was, like, the first time I ever heard about Blender. And that was probably, like, 2014. And I did the donut tutorial in 2014. Really? Yeah. Because the original one is, like, old as hell now at yeah. this point. And I did it. And I finished it. And then I was, like, never again touching that software. And then COVID happened. And I got back into Blender. But, yeah, it's been quite a journey of just doing a lot of stuff. And, you know, I still try my best to do other forms of art. I literally have this giant canvas sitting right here next to us. But, like, you know, 3D has been what's hit the hardest for both me financially and just it seems to resonate with a lot of people. And I fucking love doing it. So that's just been what's taken up a lot of my time recently. But it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's crazy. I've met so many people through it. I'm sitting here with you right now because of it, which is really fucking cool. So, yeah, man. It's pretty wild. It is. It is pretty wild. Um, yeah. I think one thing that impresses me is that you've kind of, you, you mentioned it a little bit, um, we'll go into it, the whole, when COVID started, mm. you getting back into Blender, and now you're in a position where you're paying all your bills yeah. with Blender money. You know, just money you've made through doing commissions and through making money using a free software. So how, how did you go from being at a school doing graphic design to living in New York City and, you know, paying your bills because of Blender. Um, I mean, yeah, so school, I was going to a community college back where I grew up outside of D.C. And I was doing graphic design classes. I'd finished high school, obviously, next route, college, right? Doing graphic design classes there. It was just kind of like not for me. I think education, I always struggled with quite a lot. And it was always something like kind of like pushing against the grain type of deal. And in school, at the community college I was at, I, I just felt like it was even more of this, like, reinforcing this idea that it, it wasn't going to work out for me. 
and I was just with a lot of like older dudes in the class that seemed like they were coming back for like a second round of education or they were kind of like a little further ahead and I felt like I was seen into the future where I'd be in a position wise and I wasn't liking that and I'll never forget and I literally talked about this the other day it's a crazy fucking story I was with my partner and she had gone to the doctors and I was with her but I stayed in the waiting room and I was just like out there like drawing on my sketchbook like drawing some shit it's actually crazy because the drawing that I was drawing is a painting that I have like out in the living room that those set of twins and I was drawing that with like copic markers and the guy, this guy sat down next to me and was like oh like that's so cool that you draw like I wish I still drew and I was like oh like why don't you still draw right like and we get to talking and he actually was a graphic design major and completed his degree so he fully got the degree that I was working towards and I asked him like if he still did it and he said no and it was because he got like in this intern loop where he was just doing internships over and over again. And like, they claimed that you'd lead to a full position after a year or two and nothing ever came through. And he ended up just having to get a job in some like other form of education. And I was like, this dude's getting the degree, got the degree that I'm working towards and doesn't even use that. And I'm like, if this is my position in like two or three years, like what the fuck am I doing? And I ended up dropping out. Nothing happened right away. It was a lot of just like, lingering around kind of like working just to make money I was still living with my parents at the time just you know like early 20s feeling like mad lost and then COVID happened and the first few months of that were kind of like mad hectic and then I just started to realize I was like holy shit I have nothing but time and at the time I was also getting unemployment checks and I was like I have nothing but time and a lot of money (laughs) and I'm like this is the opportunity and I had started learning blender And I literally took all this unemployment money that I had saved up and literally moved out here on a whim. And, like, for the next year straight, I just, like, kicked it in an apartment that I lived over, like, a few blocks over from where we're at right now. And I just would be in my room every fucking day on Blender. And, like, I didn't even post that much at first. Like, it all happened really fast. Because, like, I did a lot of, like, behind the scenes just understanding the software, like, learning the basics, even, like, trying to, like, figure out how I could hone in on my style in a 3D software, which is a lot. Blender's obviously, like, or just any 3D software for that matter has a huge learning curve, but I just fucking did it. And, like, it's kind of weird to, like, try and look back on those days because it kind of feel like a bit of a blur. But, like, I locked in on those days and just fucking sat there and would be on my computer all the time and, like, started posting animations and, like, I would just reach out to artists and, like, use cool songs and make cool animations. I did, like, a collab with uh, Evan Bubble Tech on IG. Like, I, w- I was just, like, hu- like really, like, hungry to, like, make cool animations. And I- I'll never forget the Bubble Tech collab because, like, that was such a cool one. And I was just like, dude, just, like, draw me some shit and I'll make it in 3D and, like, I want to make a video. And, of course, I did, like, way more of the work because, like, he drew a few little pictures and he was, like, he even said, he was like, I don't know what you want from me, unfortunately, but, like, I'll do whatever you want. And it was cool because he made, like, little, like, graph assets for me for, like, a train station I did. But, like, yeah, I just did a couple animations and, like, it, it was weird how fast, like, people started to pay attention to it. Like, it, it was by far, like, the quickest I'd seen an engagement. Because I was, like, also at the height of COVID doing, like, TikToks where I would, like, show paintings and sketchbooks. And on TikTok it would do cool. And, like, I even sold a painting. I remember I sold a painting for the first time. And it was the first time I ever made money off of art. And I sold it for like $500 and I was like, holy shit, this is like crazy. And I still to that, to this day, like I'm, that's something I'm very like humble and honored for. But like looking back, I'm like, holy shit, like it's crazy how fast things changed 
not even a year later, like in terms of commissions and the money I'm able to make now, it's, it's fucking wild. And it's just like, it's crazy to see the like pop in the 3d scene recently. And yeah, like you were saying with the like height of blender, I feel like a lot of artists were in a similar position where it's like, uh, or at the height of COVID, sorry, like COVID really like allowed people if they recognize that time was like time to be taken advantage of, I feel like a lot of people honed in on that 3d. Cause it's like, you need a lot of time to learn it. And it's, it's crazy what happened. I mean, like you look at a lot of people in our group, it's the same situation. right? Yeah. I relate to that <clears throat> so much. Mm. I did. I, I, my story is pretty similar to yours. You know, I, I just, feel like it, right? Yeah. I just like January of 2021, mm. I just sideline blender. And like you said, it's just a blur. Like I don't actually yeah. remember what I did to learn. I was just doing <laughs> tutorials and my own stuff and then job after job after job mm. and then eventually I'm just here. I know. It's like... It's like, damn, I really like set at the computer all that time. Yeah. And did it. It's crazy. It kind of all just flies past all of that work and all that time. But you, we put it in so like you, you can only expect some results, right? Right. I mean, that. yeah, it's like I don't even think even at least when I speak for myself, I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't even think I expected Blender to get me where I'm at like no. at all like I think that like like any other art form I like endeavored on like of course I everybody that wants to make art wants to make art and make a living off of that like I, obviously when I paint paintings I sold a painting and I was like excited to do that but like yeah. when I did 3D I wasn't like thinking like oh yeah I'm like gonna be doing commissions or something like I, I remember the first ever time I did anything for someone I did like an animated music video and I did like a whole like two minute music video for a friend of mine and like I did it for free and it was just cause I was like yeah like I I wanted to do animation yeah and like it, it's crazy to think how like much drive I had to just fucking make anything in 3D at first yeah. it's, it's pretty wild I remember I was I uh when I first started learning Blender I made a cookie mm. like right after I did the donut and I didn't know how to like select vertices and <laughs> and add a face to the bottom of the cookie. Mm. So the bottom of the cookie just had no faces whatsoever. Just empty. And it was just cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It was. It, but things like that is like I I, I learned something from that. Right. I learned mm. like how to do the texture of the bumps on the cookie. Yeah. And whatever else. So it's all it's all worth it. And like even though on the small scale you might think to yourself like how on earth is this job gonna make me better? How is this gonna you know. How is this tutorial really going to help? Like, mm. in the grand scheme of things, it all adds up. For sure. And, I mean, that's what I... When I would talk to people about it, like, I feel like that's, like, the million-dollar question, right? Is, like, where do you start? And even, especially, like, a style like mine, it's, like, it does feel very niche. And it's, like, I think now there are a handful of tutorials out there that talk more about this kind of, like, visual presence. But even then, it's, like, it's less about finding out a tutorial that tells you exactly how to do a certain style. It's more just learning that software. Yeah. It's about learning the tools to then utilize them to your own liking because like, it's like a pencil or some shit. Like everybody by default knows how to like draw a line or some shit. But like in Blender, it's like, you don't know how to do any of this stuff. You don't know how to even move in the software or something. So it's like, you just have to learn that first. And then once you know how to do those basic things, you can then like, utilize them and bend them to your liking and shit so it's like yeah like i think that's one of the coolest thing about taking on commissions and i think why i was so hungry to do any work because any work even if it wasn't for me was like a learning experience like i was gaining something out of it and like even to this day when i do commissions it's like 
I, towards the end of a fucking long ass project and I'm on like the last day before the deadline, I might be burnt the fuck out, but like, I'll look back on it. And I'm like, at least like I'm literally getting paid to like practice and like exercise my like brain muscles on this software. So it's pretty crazy. You mentioned um, some stuff about your style, you know, yeah. your visual presence. Uh, do you want to go into kind of how you found that style and what that style is? Mm, I mean, and the pixelate now. Yeah, it's exactly. No, the it's pixelate now. No, but um, I mean, like, so many people have so many different names for it. I feel like you always like get people asking. I feel like it's always like the PS One style, the PS Two style, the N sixty four style, the pixel style, like. The pixely style, I feel like by default, like it's the pixel style, right? Like it's 3D art that is pixelized. For one reason or another, that's what it's become. But I mean, like personally, and I think a lot of people that are in it, it's just kind of like paying homage to that era of video games that looks like that, you know? And like that's why people say like the PS1 console or the N64, like that era of gaming in the 90s or so, like. I think it's so fascinating because they had obviously such tight limitations. Technology has grown so fast since then, right? But, like, it's crazy because you look at those games and that was a team of, what, like, maybe 60 to 100 developers and they're all working on this game, making this project. And nowadays, you can do it by yourself in your room with a computer. And it's like, (laughs) that is kind of, at least for me, that's my, like, elevator pitch on why I do my work in the way it is. It's like, I look at that style as looking at a limitation and making the most out of it and not like letting that hold you back from your full potential. They made the most out of it and it ended up creating, I think something extremely beautiful and creative and unique. And I think that's worth keeping around, right? Like obviously nowadays you can have not 260 poly characters. You can have fucking 4 million polys. Um, but like, I still think the 260 poly characters look cool because they're it's so unique to see how they're shaped and how you then focus on the silhouette of the character and making it read and translate well. And I think that's just kind of like what encompasses my whole style is just like attention to detail when there is so little of it. And it's funny because I'll like spend hours and hours drawing a texture sheet that like <laughs> if the character's like 10 feet back from the camera, it's like six pixels but I've painted the whole thing in design and it's like, I don't know. I feel like it still adds to it, right? Like it's still there. There's like that, that level of detail that just somehow transcribe or transcends the, the veil. And I, I and I think that that attention to detail is why your stuff one feels so alive. Like, mm. you know, you look at some of the cities that you've made, you look at some of the characters, the scenes, like you did one um, recently <clears throat> with a fight scene or you've done one where mm. there's a character walking through a grocery store, things like that. The whole city is so detailed. And even though you've just got pixels that can show you what's going on, like it still feels like you have gone and individually placed things and you've really paid attention to the whole thing. And I think mm. that's why it resonates with people because instead of it just being like, one building, one dude walking in there and like only the main things having detail, it feels like the whole thing has been specially looked at and it feels right. Yeah, I, I mean, thank you. That's, I, I feel like that is the goal, right? Like I, I try and really like pack it in. I like the the idea of like a city life. I mean, I live here in New York and I, I draw a lot of inspiration from the city here and I mean, you've been around now for the last couple of days so you've gotten to see it. It's like, there's just so much, yeah. like, any random building, the, like, 
grime or the random graffiti or the poster that was left up. It's like, that's the kind of stuff that I try and like encapsulate is like really making it feel like not just showing life by literally having people there, but showing what people leave, you know, like whether it's random markings or worn down walls or something, just like grime and like weird things that get left as people go through it. That's like kind of the goal of showing at least in these like almost like cyberpunky cities. I hate the word cyberpunk right now because of the game. Like I feel like it's gotten like way too futuristic, but I do like more like cyberpunk, like Akira ghost in the shell where you have like this kind of like more analog yet like futurized tech where it's like you have robots, but they're like fucking, they have like VCRs in them or something like just stuff like that. Like I really love that. Like, almost, like, near-future vibe, like, of a worn-down city or something. It's, like, still bustling with life. And vegetation, too. I feel like I've recently I've gotten a lot into adding, like, vegetation into my work because it's, like, such a cool contrast to have, like, these, like, big, like, very man-made structures with, like, just natural vines growing around it. I think it's a cool contrast. So you said there's video games, there's movies, and, you know, all sorts of different medias that inspire you. Is, mm. is there any particular things whether it be like 3D related or not or game related like is there any things pieces of art that really like hold on to that you that you hold dear um I mean yeah like I, I think that like video games are art so I'd, I'd say like video games that I grew up playing or I've like come back to in my later years like I feel like it's literally anything that inspires me and I think that like it, it, just even the toys that I have shit like that like the movies I watch, the books I read, like, I, I find that, like, so, oh, there's just so much of it, like, I, I love, like, modern day illustrators right now, like, I think that there's, like, a huge cool scene in that, like, Fred Carrasco's a great illustrator that I'm a huge fan of, I literally have this book right now, um, it's just, like, I don't know, I find everything very inspiring, which is, like, a cheesy-ass answer, yeah. or, like, a really easy one, but, like, it's hard not to be, like, inspired by stuff, and, like, if you... I think that's the beauty of inspiration is, like, looking at almost anything and being able to take something away from it, even if it is, like, so far unrelated from your work. It'd just be, like, ah, damn, like, that car looks cool because of its silhouette or, like, this person's, like, random style, like, they the way that they, like, articulate fashion or clothing is cool. But I don't know. I, I try and make sure that I'm aware of things and be inspired by stuff because it's, like, hard to work if not that like try that's i think a huge thing too in itself is just trying to be inspired and especially in our career or our profession right now where we like have to be creative and we're paid to be creative it's hard to like force inspiration and for me again living in a city like this is what like helps that and that's like it, it's literally having stimulation right like you look at my room like my walls are covered in shit that like help me stay stimulated and, like, there, it's a whole lot of random shit. Like, I have, like, Pokemon. I have, like, pages ripped from, like, designer books. I have, like, music, random ads. I have, uh, fucking Gundam. Like, all this shit. Like, just literally anything. And it, it can be from anything, which is cool. I think inspiration's boundless, for sure. Mm. Mm. So, let's imagine there was uh, an apprentice, right, who mm. wants to... You want to take under your wing... And you want to guide them the way. You want to give them the best advice. You want to help them find themselves creatively. What do you say? What do you do with them? 
Um, like in terms of like finding what they want to do, I guess, or finding what they want to do and you know trying to make it in a creative industry. The opposite. I would say like I I I feel like this advice it can be open for multiple different ways or utilization, but like it's about I I feel like nowadays the this like concept of like kind of like hustle culture even in the creative world is like a necessity and I think that like even when I look back at my own career it's something that I've literally done right like I've I've done the halt like the hustle culture lifestyle I've done the like Gary V grind set bro <laughs> like I've done it like I've literally set up my computer for like 12 to like fucking 15 hours a day and worked and it's like I only did that though truly because I had the passion to do so and I only found that passion by like experimenting with things and it's a hard thing to say to do because it's not the easiest thing to do but truly it is to just try things like give yourself the ability to like experience all types of things that you maybe wouldn't think to do because who knows where that will lead you right like I didn't like I tried 3D in 2014 and didn't start doing it again until eight years later and it's like I didn't think in 2014 that I needed to do it then and I didn't and I didn't think I'd come back to it eight years later but I did and that only was by having that like uh, curiosity to explore new fields and I think that like I guess what I'm getting at is my advice would be like be like open to just doing things and like trying things like watch movies you wouldn't watch like watch TV shows read books like read manga read comics like take in like all types of art and like try things that like interest you in certain types of art and like do shit until it hits and if it doesn't hit it doesn't hit but like you at least tried something and like you get to walk away with that experience but like you should inevitably find something that does work for you there's so many mediums it's like it's kind of like silly I feel like to limit yourself to one in the first place but like to find one you have to try them and it's like I think just like being open to stuff and like and taking content I think is a huge one like I I think it's so important to like play video games and like watch movies and watch TV shows and just like really like relax and like take in creative content because that's what will feed your inspiration like that's what will like motivate you and drive you to do things and will help you find new ways or new artists or new musicians or like talent that you've never heard of and it's like it's just yeah being like uh open and willing to do that kind of stuff be free I guess I don't know like that sounds so be corny free. no that sounds way too corny be not to be free fly I, I revoke that from my fucking statement be free but um uh, no definitely just like uh, like just don't stress the idea of like I need to be creative right now and like immediately start drawing like if you want to draw, like, that's awesome, you should draw, but, like, watch a movie and doodle, like, watch a movie and, like, if you watch, like, an animated movie or even a real movie and you see a scene, you, like, just, like, sketch that scene out or some shit, or, like, if you're, like, want to, like, write, like, read books and, like, watch movies and, like, pay attention to how they talk and the script and stuff, it's, like, it's just intaking, like, actual stuff within your field, and I think that's a huge thing that school lacks is, like, just, like, actually doing it, like, we've talked a lot specifically with our education and how we got into 3D and how fast we did it and then how school it probably had taken way longer it's that kind of stuff where it's just like 
you need to have those actual experiences to learn from and you need to like have the fuck ups and do the wrong thing to learn and move forward and it's like you can only do that by actually doing it and, and I mean I I started doing commissions two weeks after doing the donut store Sage was the same way like he, I think his first ever project was commission yeah and it's like that's crazy yeah. <laughs> like but, just but that's hop what, right in that's what that's what teaches you that's yeah. what gives you like something to aim for mm. and like you know it's, it's not even about the money it's not even about getting paid to do something it's about having somebody to direct you it's about having to go back and fix things that aren't right it's about just giving giving yourself an excuse to have uh, I know um, my cat <laughs> <laughs> giving yourself an excuse to like get shit done I think that's the most important thing like I'm really bad at it yeah I don't know you're, you're better than me but I'm bad at I don't at, know about that <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at being my own boss in the in the way of like making myself do something mm. for example like you for a while you were really good at um, consistently streaming um, and you were consistently like taking time off client work to do your own personal projects mm. um, and I think sometimes to, in the, to begin with people just won't make anything because yeah. they don't know what to make so that's why I think doing the client work like straight off the bat is a, a good idea for some people who are like a little bit paralyzed by the you know indecision yeah it, I mean like it's hard to get client work off the bat, but yeah. like in a situation like that, I, I do agree. It's like, it, it helps give you that push. And I think that's also where like back to how we were talking about tutorials. Like even if you have such a niche style that you want to do and you can't find tutorials on it, like set a goal of like doing a bunch of tutorials and just like forcing yourself to do these like random projects and see them through because like, you're not going to have, like, no one's going to post the final product of a tutorial. I mean, like, the donut tutorial has its own, like, cult following. But, like, I mean, like, a lot of these other tutorials, you don't, like, finish it and you're, like, bet, like, this is, like, a post that I want to share. Like, you do it to learn. And it's, like, it might be boring to some extent, but, like, you're at least, like, learning tools to utilize later down the line. And it's, like, you just got to do it after a certain amount of time, right? Like, there's, there's only so much time you can, like, ponder on an idea, like... There is a, not, like, a need to have a sense of urgency, but there should be, like, a want to, like, get into it at some point, for sure. Yeah. So, one thing that has been important for me, and I think has been important for you, has been the community that we kind of, you know, had as we were going through our 3D um, stuff, you know. Mm. We both started out relatively alone, I guess you could say. 100%. Um, yeah. You know, days where, like, you just get on the computer on your own do a bunch of stuff so how has it been um in comparison how has how has that experience of like sitting at a computer alone with nobody to talk to been uh in compared to like now when we have loads of people doing 3d loads of people in like our 3d homies discord and we have like we've made proper good friendships and relationships um, and you're sitting here my yeah, room right now because of, yeah um, how how's that how has that changed for you i mean obviously it's been like a fucking amazing change like I you described it perfectly like I, I was al- like literally sitting alone in my bedroom for like almost a whole year doing this 3D shit and like obviously I have my roommates and my partner to like talk to about this kind of shit but it's like I felt very alone within the community that I was working in and like I was following Nam for a little bit at the time and World for Jack like I, I followed these few handfuls of people that I'd seen doing 3D but like it wasn't like we were talking and it didn't seem like there was a sense of community at all to be had yet and now having that it's just like I I think it's a 
tale as old as time, like, community is important, and to have that, like, support group is insane. Like, I think that, like, we've all been able to, like, have better understandings of how to navigate the client world because of, like, having the open discussion of how we work with our clients. Like, I think that's a really important thing for any artist across the board, even 3D or not. Like, having the, like, transparency from other artists on how you navigate a client is important because if that artist makes more money, then all artists make more money because those, that bar gets raised for what artists should be paid and that value is there and I think it's important to talk about that kind of stuff and it's it's hard. I feel like nowadays like people are really gatekeepy in certain scenes. I think art forms that are have been around for old as time, like I think those are a little more like closed off and gatekept but like I'm very honored to be in a scene like the 3D community where for the most part is extremely open and everybody's super nice and forward on that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it literally has, like, changed my life. Like, you added me into that Instagram group chat, and I was like, what, like, what is this dude doing? And, <laughs> and, like, no shot would I have thought that, like, you'd literally be at my crib, like, a year later. Like, in New York, flown halfway across the globe to be here. Not halfway, but, you know, like, across the pond. Yeah. And you'd be sitting here, and there'd be fucking, what? 12 other people in that discord also here in this country or state right now like it's <sighs> it's crazy like it, it's fucking wild like how fast things change and how quickly it becomes like uh reliant in a sense i mean like i i think back like when we first started really talking in the discord like early january of this past year like I, I don't, like, I can't comprehend, like, just how we were talking about, like, days when we first started Blender. I'm like, I don't know how I did it yeah. when I was learning. It's the same thing where I'm like, I don't know how I would sit at my computer that long without being in the Discord. I know, right. Or without talking to people that are also doing the same thing. Like, it's just, like, it becomes so normal and natural, and it's, like, very honored. I'm very honored for you, dude. I, I still think it's fucking crazy, like, that that you managed to do this. Like, you... Thank you. You should be, like, I'm proud of yourself. <laughs> like, you literally, like... You brought yourself out here to this country. I mean, you've you're doing a podcast. You've done a fuck ton of three D work. You've brought so many people together. It's crazy, dude. It's gonna be crying. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but no, really, it's fucking cool, dude. And it's I'm very honored to have met you, and I appreciate this. So let's go. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do not mean to compliment you too much, but like, yeah, dude, it, it's cool. Oh, yeah. I'm very honored to be a part of the group for sure. Oh, so. Um, we'll kind of um, try and wrap the podcast up and finish with some end questions. So, um, one of the questions is that you've had a lot of success, right? You've had success in 3D. You've worked with some pretty big brands. Um, you worked with Fendi. You've worked with like really cool music artists. Mm. And you've developed a pretty big following online. Um, and I would say that you're you're doing pretty well for yourself. How much of that success would you uh, attribute to hard work, and how much of that success do you think is down to luck? Um, that's actually like a really like hard question to answer. I feel like because like you, I, I do obviously as we've talked about it throughout this podcast. Like I done the grinding right like I've done the work like I've I did the long days of learning blender but like then you look at even where I got that time to do that like I I was in a very privileged position to like have this very rare opportunity where 
a global pandemic took it over and I was able to like get supported by my fucking government for one time ever from America. <laughs> Shout out Daddy Warbucks. Like I got money from the government and like had this opportunity to like work and not really have like too many other like uh responsibilities outside of that and like that's an extremely privileged position to be in and that was an extremely lucky moment and now did everybody in that position like take that and like maybe grind as hard as I did in 3D no but like I don't think that that makes it any less lucky like I I think it's equal parts like I think you have to have the right place and right time but you also then have to like be ready for that right place and right time. I think there's a certain amount of, like, um, I guess, like, I'm blanking on the word, but, like, being ready to do something. Like, being, um, like, uh, like when you see an, op- or an uh, opportunity, like, being able to, like, take advantage of that. And I think that, like, I, I think it's equal parts just luck and timing of, like, being at the age I was at when the pandemic happened and, like, being able to like see that as an opportunity to take advantage of and I don't know I'd say it was very evenly like that that I grinded out and like I mean even getting clients like I think like some of the first clients I got like were very random like I don't I don't know how I got them like I, I know like a few of them some of the first clients I got like uh one of them Gorshit actually who ended up like he's under a label called Kitty on Fire shout out to them they're wonderful people. They're a Canadian record label. One of the first ever animations I put out was a track with one of his songs in it. And I had reached out to him and asked him if I could use the song. He was like, that'd be fucking awesome. And he ended up seeing my work and fucked with it. And a few months later, hit me up and put me in contact with his record label because of it. And I've then ended up doing work with them. So it's like shit like that, where it's like, that's a very random and fortunate thing where I just like, happened to think to reach out to him like I didn't need to get permission to use the song I think it's a decent and respectable thing to do but it's like if I'm just using a song for the video I didn't have to do that and I did and I think that's equal parts lucky in me like you know putting in the effort to do the video so I think it's a little bit of both like I'm sure there are I know for a fact there are a fuck ton of artists out there that are equally talented and just like weren't in the right place or right time to get the like enough uh time to work on something or the right resources to do it and it's like it's a tough thing to fucking like uh traverse and understand and like figure out but like i don't know i th- i'd say at least to answer your main question i think it's equal parts lucky so and 50, equal 50? Parts work. yeah 50. i think it goes right down the middle on that like they both have to kind of line up on that yeah uh how old are you now again 24 24 just 24. recently turned 24 um two weeks ago Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Did I sing happy birthday to you? You did. You called me and sang happy birthday. That was very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What piece of advice would you give to your younger self? I don't think I'd give myself anything, dude. I'm, I'm so of the mindset of like no regrets. Even the, like even shit, like personally, obviously I've been open on my social medias about like my sobriety, all that shit. Like I, like, you'd think, like, there were certain things or certain things I did or took or, like, fucked up and did dumb shit, like, you'd think I'd want to, like, go back and change that, and I, I wouldn't, because, like, I'm, I'm where I am right now, and I, I don't think I'd want to give my younger self any advice, because who knows what would change or what would be different, or, like, I think it worked out well, and I'm extremely fortunate for that, and 
I don't know. I even shit that I do like look back on. I'm like probably should have done that. I I don't think that like I regret that. I think that's just how it happened, and I don't know. That that I literally don't think I'd give myself any advice for yourself. That's fair. Do you uh, get the no regrets on here? No regrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and the final question: um, If you could give a message to everybody watching this podcast right now. What it be? Um, just do what you fucking want, man. If you have the opportunities to do what you want, take advantage of that. Do shit you like. Kick it with friends. Watch movies. Fucking just like enjoy life. Enjoy the time that you have. Be grateful for the opportunities and advantages that you may have with you. And just be humble and do fun shit. If you're an artist, make fun stuff. Stay inspired, inspire others, help other creatives, help younger creatives, like, just, I don't know, be inspiring, man, like, I I try and, I I think that that's, like, the coolest thing that I hear and most rewarding thing is when artists hit me up and tell me that I've inspired them to do things, and I think that's, like, the coolest thing an artist can do is inspire other people to continue to create, so, I think just, like, by doing that, vocalizing your shit and being open to share things with other people, I think that's awesome. And just like, I don't know, make art, bro. <laughs> like, be free. Be, be a bird. Be free, dude. <laughs> that's uh, the craziest thing I've ever said is be free. Be free. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, inspire people, bro. Inspire people and be yeah. free. I'm, I'm on my corny shit right now. <laughs> inspire people. So, if uh, people want to find your stuff, people want to connect with you, reach out, then uh, how, how can they find you? Alec.fbx on IG. Uh, I think my Twitter is Alec Westworld, which is a completely different handle. And then, like, my website's AlecWest.co, which is currently down. I need to pay for that because <laughs> it's down. But um, it, it will be up by the time this video comes up. Okay. Or not. But, um, yeah, Alec.fbx on IG. That's mainly where I post everything. Okay. And, yeah, hit me up. Ask for advice. I did stream for a while. That hopefully will come back. Uh, I think my Twitch was like lost out like I did streams on there I'd stream for like 8 hours a day and just like talk and do blender work so that awesome. as well if you made it to the end of this podcast make sure you DM Alec and me with the word what to pick, pick a word be free bro be free okay okay yeah be free message me and Alec with the words be free be free and we'll know you're a real G you know a legend bro you gonna give away anything you gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'll give away a kiss for everybody that DMs me free, right? The reason, the reason why is because when I was doing a podcast with Nick, he mm. was like, oh, if you message us this word, I think our word was, I'm not going to say it actually because you have to watch that podcast with that one. Mm. Um, he said, I'll pick one person who's messaged me that word and give away a hoodie or like, give away a neck or something. So That's all I was saying. I've got like one of these rare ass Tritales toys. I'll give someone that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If can, you, you, can you get it and so show it? Yeah, yeah, I'll fucking stand up here. These are like OG, OG things, bro. Like old ass toys that I made. <sighs> old, 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 old toys that I made like year and a half, almost two years ago. If someone DMs Be Free, they get this, bro. Okay. Be Free, you guys. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Thank you very much for watching. <laughs> be Free. <laughs> <laughs> like a bird. Uh, Thank you very much, guys, for watching. Um, if you do want to find more episodes, Go ahead and search the bit between wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow Alec. Follow me and be follow free. Follow this guy. Follow Alec, follow me and be free. Boss. Be free, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>